now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Coming up on the show today, uh, Dennis's son, Austin, going to join us. He just got back from flying in Alaska, of all places. Why? We'll find out together. But before we do that, we have a special guest uh, joining us on the show today as we uh, preview Air Venture in Oshkosh here in a couple weeks. Dick Napinski is with us. How you doing, Dick? Welcome. I am doing terrific. Thanks so much for the time, guys. Uh, yeah, we're getting ready to rock and roll here on July 24th and uh, do it all again here in Oshkosh. Yeah, you know, I can't wait to visit the visit the grounds, have some cheese curds, watch some airplanes. You know, it's just all part of the experience, right, Dennis? Absolutely. In fact, I've been getting a lot of uh, emails, texts, and phone calls from listeners. Is Greg really going to be here this year? Can't believe it. I know. You know, it conflicts with Florida spiny lobster season. We have a little mini sports season for two days, smack dab in the middle of Air Venture every year. And it's been a distraction over the last few, but I decided to put my priorities where they're supposed to be, which is uh, with airplanes this year. So I'm coming out. Whether you're prepared or not, Dick, what do you think? Well... We're ready for you. You know, you can bring your own spiny lobsters along if you like. And, okay, well, uh, hey, you know, cheese curds and uh, lobster tail probably go together pretty well. There you go. That's I an tell idea. you, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we call it the uh, Oshkosh Nutrition Plan, of which there is usually none. But <laughs> that's, um, you know, that's the way you survive for a week. Exactly. Now, there's a lot of cool stuff going to be on display at Air Venture this year that I know Dennis and I are going to cover as much as we can as we do at least a couple shows from the fairgrounds that uh, that week. But what can you tell us? What can you preview for our uh, passengers today on Just Plane Radio? Oh, we've got a great show lined up once again. Again, July 24th through the 30th. Uh, if you're coming to Oshkosh, we eagerly await your arrival. If not, boy, you know, the, the guys here will, will take you through the trip. But First of all, it's our 70th anniversary. This is the 70th fly-in. Uh, we've been in Oshkosh since 1970, and so we're looking forward to that. Uh, some of the airplanes uh, coming in, there'll be some from the very early years that will be here. Uh, this year, NASA is back in a big way, and by big, I mean they're bringing the Super Guppy this year, which will be a lot of fun. We haven't had it here for 23 years, and the Super Guppy is a cargo airplane it looks like they left the helium hose in too long right because if to go online and just take a look i mean it blows up like a balloon and they haul haul parts of rockets in it wow. and that will be here and inside of it they're bringing one of their orion test capsules from the artemis space program cool so you're going to be able to see that right there as well we'll have apollo astronauts as well as some of their officials from the program back in the 60s and the artemis astronauts and some of the people from that program compare contrast we've been to the moon with apollo what's going to be like going back to the moon with artemis that nice part of it as well uh the air force training command is going to be here their air education and training command they're the people who teach the other people how to fly everything in the air force so we told them bring one of everything hmm. they're going to try and <laughs> we'll see what all shows up I, I know we've already got c5 c17 f35 f22 uh, an osprey lined up and all of that coming in throughout the week so it's going to be a big one for that as well uh we've got 
Uh, for instance, uh, Vietnam remembered 50 years later. A lot of those great airplanes from the Vietnam era will be in the air, on the ground, doing flybys and, and that. And we'll have some of the, the aces from Vietnam here throughout the week. And uh, UE helicopters, uh, all of that will be part of what we're doing this year. So as you can see, it's going to be a, a big, big year as far as on Boeing Plaza Throughout the entire week, uh, Boeing is bringing its Dream Lifter, which is a 747. Again, the helium hose got left in too long, and it <laughs> blows up to haul cargo all over the world. And that'll right. be here for the first three days. And just a, a lot of fun. You know, nine air shows in seven days. We've got 800 exhibitors. The exhibit grounds are sold out this year. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of that. We've got some of the the flying cars and urban air mobility from Whisk and Blackfly and uh, gravity; those guys have got the rocket jetpacks uh, that they Sweet. strap on their forearms, and yeah, it's like Iron around. Man uh, meets the Rocketeer is going to yeah, be on display. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and so they'll be here. Uh, so we've got that going on, and uh, you know, we always get surprised a little bit too, uh, and suddenly what shows up and decides, yeah, I'm going to Oshkosh. You know, one thing we're looking forward to this year. Um, there is a constellation out there, a Lockheed constellation that is General Douglas MacArthur's former personal. Uh, transport that's been under restoration now for about 20 years or so Hmm. and uh, they want to get it to oshkosh really really bad this year and so they are trying to do it rod lewis and his crew trying to get that together bring it to oshkosh first time in a couple decades that we'll have a connie here if that all works out well you know there's a lot of surprises like that Uh, you know this is kind of the big event for aviation every year i mean how many people do we expect to be at this year's event what what, do we know yeah yeah, last year we had about 650,000 total attendance. That's mm-hmm. an aggregate attendance over the week, which means that's between 200,000 and 300,000 separate people. And it's about 10,000 airplanes come to the event, to the region for the event. And we can park about four to 5,000 on the field when it's full. And then through the week, since we're the world's busiest airport, we have about 8,000 airplanes that at some time will touch down in Oshkosh, uh, right here at Whitman Regional Airport. So that will be what we're looking at. And we're looking at very similar numbers this year. I mean, it is uh, the excitement of people who want to come in here right now, guys, is saying, I can't wait to be there. I want to bring this. I'm waiting to see my friends. I've already got my camping credentials. I've got this. I've got that. And said, are you guys bringing this in? Is that going on? Uh, You know, all of those. Uh, We've got um, the Fairchild... uh, C-123, 124, well, it's known as the provider from the Vietnam War, but all the troops called it the Thunder Pig. And there's only one flying in the world, and it's going to be here at Oshkosh this year. Of course. So, when uh, the Thunder Pig <laughs> flies or Fat Lady sings, something like that. That's right. Yes. When the Thunder Pig flies, you got to show up and see uh-huh. uh, So that will be here as well. Uh, you know, we've got some marvelous new restorations coming in of, of Warbirds. We mentioned the Connie. Uh, you know, we've got uh, here there's a new P-47 out there that's going to be coming in. Uh, Kermit Weeks A-26 going to be back here because it was damaged way back at Hurricane Andrew back in 1997. It's been a long, slow restoration since then, but it's finally back in the air. So we're going to be seeing that as well. So it is a big lineup of things coming in, uh, new, old, uh, new technology, fun aviation stuff all over the place. Well, let's not forget just the social elements of air venture. I mean, we mentioned the cheese curds, which are an attraction in themselves, <laughs> but I mean, sometimes there's concerts and all kinds of things in the evening after you're looking at airplanes all day. Is that the case for this year or what do we know? So I'm glad you mentioned that because the evening programs this year, including that at the Fly-In Theater, we have a Corsair reunion this year 
There are about 25 Corsairs flying right now in North America. We hope to have at least a dozen of them here on the flight line this year. And what we're going to be doing is playing the movie Devotion, which came out last November, about Thomas Hudner and Jesse Brown, Jesse, the first black naval aviator, and the exploits in Korea that earned Hudner the Medal of Honor. And we're going to have Thomas Hudner's son, Jesse Brown's grandson, and his great-grandchildren here uh, to be part of that Corsair reunion. And uh, on Friday night, we'll be playing the movie, have those people talk about it. Uh, we've got evening programs. We mentioned Apollo and Artemis being part of it. Uh, we're going on Wednesday. We're going to have a salute to 30 years of women flying combat with some of the early combat pilots from the U.S. military from the 1980s, early 1990s. They will be on hand to talk about their experiences. So all of those things uh, coming up. So when you get done with the day. The day's not done yet. Yeah. Now, after the air show, uh, we've got the Twilight Flight Fest happening four nights down in the ultralight area, the fun fly zone, we call it. Uh, you're going to see short takeoff and landing, big RV, powered parachutes, all of those fun down-on-the-farm type flying machines that are out there. And so the nights we don't have a night air show, we'll be heading down to the fun fly zone and uh, have the Twilight Flight Fest. Well, there you that go. And you awful. never know who you might run into. You might run into Captain Dennis, myself, Tom Cruise, who knows, Tom. Harrison Ford, <laughs> uh, the guy from Iron Maiden. They might be uh, flying around their venture incognito. So going to be quite an event. You'll hear all about it on Just Plane Radio. Dick, thanks for the update. We appreciate it. Go to eaa.org slash adventure for all the details on how to fly in, tickets, and everything, right? Indeed. Going to drive in, get a parking pass early. You'll save 40% if you buy it on line but we hope to see everybody out on the flight line come july 24th no doubt about it more coming up on just plain radio just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world well look no further than just plain radio just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Frank. What? How much longer? Three hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I watch what you're watching? Because the Wi-Fi is not strong enough for me to watch anything. You should have downloaded movies then. I mean, I also have to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's not good. Bathroom on a plane is busted. What? Yeah, but you can use the emergency can. Where's the emergency can? You're sitting on it. What? You just what? pull that cushion up and uh, get that privacy screen over there. Is it a number one or a number two? It's a number one. Ah, let her rip. It's still going to go out in the air anyway. Just keep on flying. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me along. Captain Dennis. And his son Austin now joins us as we navigate, uh, you know, the to the family edition of Just Plane Radio. Austin, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Oh, not much. I, I'm boat plane rated, though. How about that? That's pretty cool. And you went all the way to Alaska to do this. Is that correct? Yeah. Go Why big or go home? Is the okay? Is that it? it we just go because you could have went right up. Uh, well, just south of me. We got a big well, uh, seaplane uh, facility just south of Orlando. You could have went to, but you decided. Jack Browns. Yeah. yeah. Tr- truthfully, that's yeah. what I've been meaning to do for mm-hmm. quite a while. Uh, right. I wanted, I've always kept the seaplane rating in my back pocket as like a, oh, I need a BFR, but don't want to fly with my dad. And <laughs> Okay. But, the family uh, issues are now starting to <laughs> percolate to the surface. Okay. Fair oh, enough. Oh, yes. Let's get Dr. <laughs> Phil here. Uh, no, but anyways. Um, I was out having a fire with one of my friends, and she was like, hey, what if we went and got our float rating in Alaska? And I was like, bet. And then six months later, that's what we did. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, what was the idea with her? She just loved the idea of going to Alaska, and she convinced I, you? I think so. It, it just it looked cool. Yeah, and I was I'm like, sure. yeah, that looks cool. I've never been there. Let's do it. Right. Yeah, I saw so, some of the pictures that you sent your pa, uh, yeah. basically saying, hey, Dad, suck it, loser. Look at this. Yeah. And that was pretty awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, you're flying around. The scenery's spectacular. So you're you're literally flying on a seaplane from what lakes all around Alaska, or where exactly? Yeah. So this place was it was just south of Anchorage. In uh, I guess it's the Kenai Peninsula. I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, there's a whole bunch of mountains and stuff. So the lake we were primarily operating in and out of was at 500 feet, hmm. but. Within a couple of miles were peaks up to like six, seven thousand feet. Really? So not only was it a float rating course, it was also like a mountain flying course. I, I bet it was. They, they got those there. Uh, did you yeah. have to dodge uh, dodge any uh, grizzly bears? I don't no, know we, uh, whales. We saw. I saw quite uh, a few black bears though. Yeah. Out in between, I was like, "Oh, look at that! That's right. Different." Well, we you know we have alligators in Florida. They sometimes yep. cross the runways. Uh, it's just a different thing in Alaska, I guess. You got to look out for the bears. Uh, and, well, and, but uh, you're on the water, so when you're landing yeah. and taking off, so I guess it's not an issue, is it? I don't think so. I, yeah. I don't have an issue. Yeah. No. Any whales? You see any whales when you're uh, um, doing this stuff, or no? No, I didn't. The only wildlife I saw was a goat on the side of like a hill. Okay. Um, multiple bears and a moose. Okay. And then just well, assorted birds. Just one moose, no meese. Yeah, no meese, a moose. <laughs> All right. But the scenery blow your mind. I mean, like I said, the pictures he he said, uh, were you pretty impressed when he saw that when you saw that, Dennis? You're going, gosh, I wish that was me. 
Is that? I do wish I could have gone with that. Would have been a lot of fun. I mean, especially when you know we were having discussions, you know, before and after. I I got my start in flying at a seaplane base, but I have never got the seaplane rating. Mm -hmm. I've been in you know many seaplanes over the years, but I just never pursued it right now i kind of think i have to because that looked like a lot of fun with him well is that what's going to happen uh austin are you going to like train him get your instructor rating on this and then train your dad or no i don't need an instructor rating for it since i'm already an instructor oh that's what you got yeah okay so all all it is is an additional rating on my commercial certificate and then in the faa's infinite wisdom i don't need to take a check ride to teaching them so right. w- will I be comfortable teaching in it right away? Probably not, but I could. Yeah. Well, and it's your dad and you don't really care. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Or- we'll figure it out. <laughs> we have to find a float plane first, which yeah. uh, oh, I've been that. very busy with. What you're trying to find one yourself to train yes. in or just buy, are you going to buy, buy one? Really? Yes. And, uh, and then where would you keep this thing out in Alaska? I'll figure that over? out once I buy it. So you had so much fun. You want to get a float plane? Yes. How about that? So, like a convertible type of thing, like a, I don't know, like a big old caravan with on floats or something, or I mean, something much smaller. That, what do you mean? That's the stretch goal. I'm yeah. I'm really looking at like malls, uh, uh, at walls, yeah, mall, N A U L E malls, like the Mall of Millennia or, or the Mall of America. I'm not no, understanding well, <laughs> this, am I, Dennis? <laughs> mall aircraft are made in Moultrie, Georgia. Oh, of course uh, they are. They're they're a, they're one of the older backcountry stole, but instead of being like a Super Cub two seater, this is an actual family van truckster of uh, of uh, and, and backcountry planes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so price matters uh, in that regard. So you you think that'd be a more achievable goal than going for for like a Grand Caravan or, I don't know, a yeah. Kodiak or something like that on floats. Is that is that what, I, what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, I just need to win the lottery yeah. real quick. Right. Uh, I haven't won it yet, but uh-huh. once I uh-huh. do, yeah, Grand Caravan on floats. Well, you know, if you, uh, if you, you train your dad uh, and get his uh, float certificate, you could just work out a deal like, hey, I'll train you, I'll get your cert, <laughs> and you buy the plane. That's a family thing. Maybe that'll bring you guys back together because obviously you're having issues that well, we probably how, don't how need well to delve into. How well has that into. worked for you so far? Uh, well, no, none of my family owner uh, members will talk to me, so I'm, I'm out of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the clear blue. I'm fine. So it's not about me. It's about you. So let's just let's just focus on that for now because uh, we don't have enough time to delve with my issues. But uh, but when when you went out there, I mean, are you thinking you you want to stay out in Alaska at some point, or you just um, want to get a float plane so you can do it throughout all the lakes and oceans and things and and Florida and the Caribbean? Or, I mean, obviously, it would be cool to go back. Yeah, just in general, literally, super too. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super cool to go back in my own seaplane. Sure, but uh, I mean, Florida's got tons of lakes right. in between that you can go splash around in. Okay. Uh, so you, it, you loved yeah. it, but it wasn't like you need to necessarily take your float plane back to Alaska. You just love the whole thing. What was it about? Yeah. Was it taking off or landing on the water? Or what, what, was, what made it so much different than the other I, types of flying you've done before? I can't even really describe it, but it was just like different and like yeah. cool. Like, you can't, you don't get it until like you go and do it. And it was like the first flight. We only did one takeoff and landing. I was like, I get it. Okay, this is cool. Yeah. 
It's just the so, way it felt. It, yeah. it was it was like learning to fly all over again, maybe yeah, it, with kind what of done it already. It's, it's all the same skills that yeah. you've used before, mm-hmm. um, just refined or like used slightly differently. Like for me, I was making the connection in my brain of like the takeoff is essentially like a soft field takeoff, but turned to eleven, right? And then the landing is like a soft field landing too. It was really cool. Hmm. A little bit more moisture involved, possibly. Yeah, a little more wet. But it sounds awesome. And uh, I don't know. We're gonna talk to Austin more about this. And maybe you'll have to make part of this year flight plan. We'll talk more about it next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So, you gonna ride shotgun with me, help me fly? That's the plan. And so I'm flying so high, high off the ground when you're around. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and his son, Austin, who just got his uh, instructor float plan, float plane rating. Now, if you just would have went for your float plane certification without the instructor element, would it have taken much less time or what, Austin? Well, all I got was the float plane rating. Since I'm already a flight instructor, I get to teach in float planes too now. Wow. So you don't have to get like a special instructor certification for that. It's just you're already an instructor. So that's kind of cool. So if you taught your dad how to do the float plane thing, and and then he would be an instructor too. Yes. How about that? All right. I'm I kind of like the sound of this uh, because that means Dennis could eventually filter his way down to me and uh, get me uh, certified on that. Of course, I got to get the whole private pilot certificate thing, and uh, I'm working on it. But uh, one step at a time, baby Greg. steps. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, but but it sounds pretty cool. I mean, having a flow plane. Uh, I mean, that was really the idea when we first started Just Plane Radio, was the idea to get a Grand Caravan on floats and then cruise around the Caribbean, fly to all these remote islands out there, scuba dive, right out of the airplane. That's what I talked to Dennis about uh, when we first started this 
goofy little show. God knows how many years. So uh, still, one can still dream. It could happen. Maybe this is one step closer. What do you think, Dennis? Absolutely, it's one step closer. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. You've got, you got. Know, I mean, you Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett did it. That's what right. it was. Thing uh, thing was. Yeah. But the big thing is the versatility that you get with a float plane. What what really caught me when I first started flying on floats uh, back when I was getting my pilot's license a long time ago was that it didn't seem like you should be able to do what we were doing. We would take off and go fly off to some remote lake in northern Wisconsin or fly up and land on the Canadian border uh, of Minnesota and International Falls, and you could taxi up to a hotel's dock and walk into town. It just didn't seem like this is legal. We weren't going to an official airport or anything like that. Right. But that's the the appeal of the float plane. It gets you into places that you couldn't do. It's kind of like what Trent Palmer and, and the Flying uh, Cowboys are doing, you know, the backcountry aviation, using airplanes to get out in off the beaten path and into the undiscovered areas. So I, I see the appeal of that, and I think that's probably what Austin really found uh, intriguing about being up in Alaska doing it, because there's probably a lot more areas that you can go to. Well, I'm sure. I mean, you could definitely fish. I don't know if scuba diving is on your list for Alaska uh, there, Austin. Well, they uh, water's a little nice. no. <laughs> yeah, it, it was there. The water temperature was thirty-seven degrees, okay. and I did not want to find that out for myself. That was a hard no. Then is what yes. you're saying? Okay. Yes. But but uh, were you thinking that hey, eventually I could take a plane like this out into the Caribbean and do what I was saying? Oh, when we started yeah. I the mean, show? day yeah. one, I was already like, oh my god, I need mm-hmm. to get myself some sort of float plane, fly out to Bimini, yeah. and just jump off of it. You know, that'd be sweet, that, wouldn't it? That would be so cool. Yeah. Now, by the way, when you're out there, of course, okay, he's a diver too, and that's why we can bond on that level. But, you know, the float plane out in Alaska versus like on skis, is it the same kind of thing or is that a totally different deal? What do you think? I I don't know if you need any sort of training for skis. I don't think you do. You don't because it's airplane single engine land. Yeah, there you go. And so it doesn't differentiate whether you're using wheels, skis, tracks, doesn't matter. But hmm. in your case, you got airplane single engine C, which is a different class of aircraft uh-huh. or a different category. Okay, so you don't need to get a, a separate certification to land on skis, uh, even though, it, to me, I would kind of think it's like the same if you're on floats, but it's not. It's not. You're huh. still landing on land. Okay. Not D- water. Disclaimer: Make sure you go to your friendly local CFI and get training on <laughs> skis before doing it. Yes, that would probably be a good idea. Yeah. There we go. We're covered. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, getting out there in the wilderness like that, uh, you know, that's your your goal eventually too. Is that right? After you get the plane, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. It just you go to those places that. It's like there's no other way you can get here. Um, they're just a 15 minute flight from where we were doing all this training in Alaska. Yeah, is a cabin that you can rent. It's like a, from what I could gather, it's basically put on by like the Alaska State Parks, and you rent it through them. And the only way you can get into this cabin is from float plane. Hmm. Okay. So, well, that's one way to know if you're yeah. qualified or not. Exactly. If you make or it you back out to, alive, then okay, you're you're good. Is yeah, you're of? good. Yeah. <laughs> so going to those places that there's literally no other way to get there other than a, a float plane, you know, not even a boat can get there. You can't walk there. Right. Like that is Well, you gotta really be able cool. to get there and get back, uh, to get the cert though, don't you? <laughs> 
Yeah, I would think. I, I guess yeah. I could get there. I could guarantee you, I could get it to to the cabin. But you, there might be a pretty good chance there might be an issue trying to get back. You might have to live there for a while. How long did the whole process and the training and and how many uh, you know takeoffs and landings did you have to do on the floats? So I went to the check ride with six hours in yeah. the Super Cub, um, and it was spread over. What was it? Four days, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Four days. Fifth day with the, was the check ride, or no? Three. It was. It was less than a week. All we'll, right. We'll go like that. So it was so, kind of like just going to Alaska for a little mini vacation. That, uh, that's pretty much what we rolled it into. We that was uh, the main part of our vacation, but then we had a couple days in Anchorage to go hiking and whatever else. Yeah. Get tourists. some salmon, uh, yeah. king crab, whatever you do. Uh, while you're yep. there in Alaska. Yeah. That sounds pretty awesome, though. Wow. Well, and it was a great setup for him, too, because you lived right at the uh, uh, the training base. They had little cottages and everything for you, so you didn't have to worry about getting a hotel and driving out to the airport or anything. You were just lived with the airplane that was tied up at the dock. Hmm. That's the case, huh? You're definitely yeah. out there in the woods. I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot of p- other people there then, I assume, nope. right? I mean, the grocery store is half an hour away. Wow. <laughs> And you got to fly to get there? <laughs> no. Luckily, oh, okay. there is a road. Okay. There is a road, too. It's faster to fly, I'm sure. I would but... think. I would think, yeah. But uh, I don't know. You plan that for your next adventure. Fly into some remote area in Alaska where there's literally no way to get in and out other than a uh, float plane, right? Yeah. That that would be cool. Yeah. But, uh, but you got some warm water places on the list first. Oh, for sure, yeah. Now, what about just renting a uh, float plane and then doing well, it by the hour? You could do that, couldn't you? I could. The problem is there's like three places that have float planes for rent in yeah. the U.S. One of them is near you. Right. There in Winterhaven. That makes um, sense, yeah. It For some reason, insurance companies don't like boats, and they really don't like airplanes, and they, hmm. they really, really don't like boat airplanes. Really? Yeah. Mm. So it's the insurance is going to be uh, more of oh, a problem. Oh, they're expensive. Yeah, I would yeah. think uh, for an airplane insurance, a float plane would be cheaper. But that's not the case. I mean, look, I they, they yeah. make like Cirrus put, a, you know, a parachutes in their airplanes when they're doing, <laughs> cr- you know, flying over the water and stuff. I thought that was the whole idea. You'd think if it had floats on but it, like, oh, yeah. doesn't keep them. it from sinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hopefully the floats would keep it from sinking, too. But that's yeah. the problem is that, you know, if you have an amphibious airplane, uh, pilots tend to forget and put their wheels down when you land on the water, which causes them to instantly flip on their nose, which is bad. Yeah. Or don't even put the the gear up. Yep. Or uh, landing in the water, there's things in the water that you could hit, uh, boats, whales, logs, Mm. anything like that could compromise the float, causing it to sink. Uh, You know, and it it is a more challenging environment. You've got to, on a runway... It's clear. You generally get cleared to land by a tower, or you work it out with the other guy. But you could have boats, uh, jet skis, who knows what that you got to compete Yeah, but look at how big that runway is. Oh, my God. I could land on that thing. And probably hit the center line. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I wouldn't even go that far. But uh, you still got that issue of being able to use the plane afterwards. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What do we do now? Now? We fix the plane and we fly back across the mountains. Together. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along Captain Dennis and his son, Austin, who just got his float plane certification. So Dennis is going to get it uh, shortly thereafter if they can work out their uh, family issues. Uh, it might be showing up on Dr. Phil at some point. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, uh, you know, using that little carrot of being able to learn how to fly a float plane, I, it might just bring their family back together. Well, I think the bigger priority for me is to have Austin teach me how to fly the multi-engine airplane. So we got to get that knocked out uh, oh, yet this month. So. Okay. Well, then there's several uh, elements that we'll, uh, we'll get that one done first. I got right. multiple carrots now. That's right. Look at you go. Look at you go. He's all grown up and making a, all this old farts look bad. That's what they do. That is definitely what they do. All right. So Austin was in Alaska, and then so Dennis. Decided to go to Austin, not to see his son, but to actually visit Austin. Is that what you did with the with Austin, the missus? Austin, Texas. Okay, what happened? What were you doing? Uh, my, so my parents uh, finally decided that uh, they are have enough of shoveling snow in Minnesota, and they sold the family home hmm. uh, back in December okay. and moved to Austin, you know, just south of Austin, Texas. So we finally got a good uh, stretch of weather over the Fourth of July weekend, and my wife and I decided to take the Mooney and go fly out to New Braunfels, Texas, and go see my parents. How about so that? We spent so that about was fifteen hours. Fifteen round trip. hours from Fort Myers. So well, you had round to, trip. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was seven and a half or so each way. Yeah. Okay. With one stop for fuel along the way. Um, yeah. So it was actually you know a real relaxing trip. You know, two legs of about three hours each, and no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we took off out of Florida, and it was the typical crazy, busy air traffic and whatnot until we got into Louisiana. And uh, when I was handed off to Lafayette uh, Approach, I had to actually check with him after like 15 minutes because I wanted to make sure my radio was still working because I hadn't heard anything on frequency. And as soon as I called up, he like immediately answered. He's like, oh, just checking to make sure we're both awake. He's like, yep, you're my only customer. So it's just that. funny how the traffic you know starts to drop off as you get away from kind of a lot of the intensive flight training in the Florida and Alabama area and start getting more towards uh, Louisiana, Mississippi. And, and it didn't start getting busy again until we flew over the top of Houston Intercontinental on hmm. the way to Austin. So was this uh, actually on the 4th or no? No, it was that weekend before. Okay, gotcha. So uh, it was almost like flying in Alaska, it sounds like. It was probably pretty quiet <laughs> in Alaska, I assume, uh, Austin, wasn't it? You had no... Uh, audio, I, no towers. I didn't to use the radio at all. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that was great. I bet. I mean, I think that's one of the hardest thing of uh, things of flying is the radio stuff. I really do. And that's oh, I, ironic, yeah. given your job. I know it is, but uh, it is tricky trying to. Know I, I all felt the, the exact same way. Yeah, during my private training, it, right. that was the most overwhelming thing. And then just one day, it like clicked. Hmm. Well, there you go. I got something to look forward to. I'm making progress, but but uh, Austin uh, is uh, Austin, Texas itself is uh, pretty busy, isn't it? Around that uh, home airport. 
Yeah, there's there's a fair amount of traffic there between New Braunfels, San Marcos, Austin, you know, all the suburb airports and whatnot around there. But, you know, not not anything real ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but did you talk I, to Tower and say, hey, you know, my son's uh, named Austin. Can I get priority uh, landing? Yeah, no, they don't care. Or? No. Okay. No. But I also couldn't pass up an opportunity since I was out in Texas and I was that close. I actually took the Mooney and flew up to Kerrville, Texas, which is north of San Antonio. Uh huh. That's where Mooney Aircraft is headquartered. Oh, the right. factory that the airplane was made at. So I actually took the Mooney on a little homecoming flight and flew up to Kerrville and parked out in front of the uh, the Mooney factory. Got a got a little selfie there and and then took back off. Yeah, but I mean, there wasn't much activity there. I assume not is on there? a Sunday, unfortunately. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But you know, the airplanes—it's been over forty years since it rolled off that assembly line back yeah. in nineteen eighty-two. So hmm. you know, it's kind of good to bring it back home. You think so? Even if it you was think just the plane, for a little short visit? Did, did you think the plane felt it? Did I she think feel so. it? She seemed real happy and, and springy off the runway there. So All right. maybe. The f- By the way, Austin, that's the first sign that's, of dementia. That's the new engine. You know, <laughs> just so you know. Okay, I don't want to scare you or anything, but you know what's going on, right, Austin? Um, I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all good. You know, all aviators, I, I think, uh, can relate. But yeah, well, that, I, that's kind of a cool thing to do. At least uh, they said you did it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was kind of one of those bucket list things I wanted to check off. Take mm-hmm. my airplane back to the factory. Right. You know, if I owned a Cirrus, I would definitely fly to Duluth, but... That's not a big deal. I've flown in and out of Duluth a lot, been to the Sears factory, but this right. was different. Yeah. Well, you know, seven and a half, eight hours from Fort Myers. I mean, is that, that's not the farthest you've taken the Mooney so far, is it? It's up there. I mean, a trip from Minneapolis to uh, Florida, you know, to come down, even the first trip that we took with the airplane, we went from Minneapolis all the way to Pompano. Yeah. Um, it was about the same amount of time. Right, but I, I mean, do you have that on your list too to maybe extend, uh, you know, your run of the Mooney across, you know, do a li- literal cross country all the way, say to Alaska? It's uh, only twenty four hours. Yeah, I see? definitely didn't flight plan it. <laughs> I, I would personally like to take it back to California at some point uh, because you know I spent that year with the Air Force in Sacramento at Mather Air Force Base back in the nineties. Um, I would love to be able to go fly back there because I would rent a 150 or a Cherokee from a little uh, airport that's now closed and fly all over that area. And I even flew up into Tahoe, um, you know, when I was a very, very young uh, private pilot. So I think it would be fun to go back with the Mooney, you know, you know, with my own airplane and go back to some of those airports that I used to visit and maybe even fly up to Tahoe. Hmm. It'd be kind of fun to go do that again. I, well, you could strap some floats on that puppy. Couldn't you? Mm, not yeah. really. Mooney's retractable gear. I mean, you could do it. I'm oh, yeah, sure man. somebody would probably try to engineer it, but well, why? Wait a minute. Well, if it has retractable uh, gear, you don't even need floats, do you, uh, Austin? Where are you going to take Well, you, you, can, you can. Every airplane is a float plane once. That's, once. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, something to think about or avoid, depending on your perspective. Uh, but yeah, 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 that's cool stuff. I mean, maybe when you get out to California, you can, uh, park the plane and then hop in one of these flying cars that the FAA just approved. What do you think of that? That made the news rounds this week. That was pretty big, wasn't it? You think? Yeah, it, 
it it's interesting is that you know somebody's finally getting one over the fence uh, we'll just have to see what public acceptance and what the utility of it is the one that i saw it looks a lot like somebody took a quadcopter and covered it with a a mesh body to make it look like a car but it's still really a quadcopter underneath right it, it's legally it makes you know it, you can go on the road and then you can fly with it but i don't know how practical it'll be we'll have to see once well, they get through their testing two-seater I, I the video they showed of it uh you know computer animation of all these cars flying through the air I'm like well it looks kind of cool kind of like the jetsons does yeah. it fold up into a briefcase absolutely and uh but yeah it'll be a long time coming even though the FAA said they could uh, start the process of getting their official certification or got preliminary approval in the U.S. or something. I don't know. Something like that. First step, right, Dennis? Yeah, you got to start somewhere. And mm-hmm. so at least now the FAA has given them a path of here's what you're going to need to do for certification. This is how we're going to handle uh, the approval process for this. Right. Point. What do you think? We're gonna Are we going to have uh, flying cars or our own personal robot butlers first? What's, what's, what's going to come? I would go with the robot butler because there's going to be a lot less government oversight in getting those approved. Good point. You know, everything with the FAA takes twice as long and costs four times as much. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of where we're at right now. The one question I did see uh, some of the media ask the CEO of that, that company uh, that's doing the flying cars was, how are you going to manage this? Uh, you know, we can't manage the traffic we have now, and the FAA seems to be overrun. Have you seen the news with all the airplanes being late? He's like, oh, well, actually, it's going to be much easier. The FAA is actually prepared, and I think he was making a reference to ADSB in and out. And I was like, well, eh, maybe. And that's what he's hoping for. And uh, all you need is three hundred grand, and you can get one too. Vote sir. for the float plane. I think yeah. it's going to be more practical. I think that's where Austin's three hundred grand's going too. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember: there's no better high than learning to fly. To fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.